Hey everybody, you know my guest today from her funny as hell should have been on much longer sitcom Thea. Or maybe you know her from her funny as hell comedy club appearances. I'm honored to have the funny as hell Thea Vidal here on Pop the Questions. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for I'm, joining me here. Oh, honey, it's no problem. Um, so you were born in D.C. Yes. And you were in a military family. Yes. So did that have a, a moving around? Military, did that have a lot of effect on your comedy and like at the different places and the people? Well, yeah, because you know, when you go around and you see different cultures, because we lived in Japan for three and a half years, and I had a, a, a multiracial realization about how people get along. There were Japanese Latinos, there were Japanese blacks, there were Japanese whites, there was Greek blacks, it was all kinds of different nationalities. And I understood it, and I understood it as because we were military that we were one one nation of people, you know. And I played with these people. I played with these children, you know, Kimmy and Kay and Debbie Harvey and Katrina. And she used to say, um, she was Greek. She's like. Don't call me Katrina, call me Kathy, like the American girls. And I go, okay, Katrina, if that's what you want to do. My friend Joyce is black and Japanese. She was hilarious. And, I mean, I grew up with these people, and I didn't see real racism until I got back to the States, you know. So... I, I, I had played with these people and, and grew up with them and it was uh, it was fun, it was illuminating. So being a military brat was a good thing, I think. Um, how did you first start doing comedy? Lord, I used to work in this, this restaurant called Steak and Egg Kitchen in Pasadena, uh, in Texas. Pasadena, Texas. And people don't know this, but um, Pasadena town, Pasadena, Texas was a sundown town. Mm -hmm. And for the people that are watching that don't know what a sundown town, they would say, uh, they Pasadena used to have a big sign and nigga don't let the sun go down oh, on you in Pasadena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until they did a 60 minutes thing on it. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of slowed down. Yeah. I worked a few miles from the Klan building and oh, where the, Oh, yes, I'm just well, the Grand Building in Gillies, yeah. Uh, and so, um, yay, team Thea. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So the the whole thing was, um, I needed to work. Mm -hmm. um, Reagan was in office and Bill had got laid off, so I worked <laughs> there. I was the first black in twenty years to work there oh, wow. ever, and so um, I worked. Uh, 10 to 6, which I called the lynching hours, and um, <laughs> I did, I called, and that's what I did, and I just asked God to be over me, watch me, and protect me, because I had the babies to consider, so um, I was myself, mm -hmm. and uh, two cops used to come by, and one's name was Higginbottom, which is really funny, Seriously? and the other one was kind of Vietnamish. I don't <laughs> can't remember his name for nothing in the world. And uh, they would come in, and I think that was their way of looking out for me. And I, you know, I was the cook, the waitress, just like at Waffle House, yeah. except with steak and egg kitchen. Mm -hmm. So then, um, 
I would just say things off the cuff. They would say stuff, and I would say stuff back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would make them laugh. Now, I know they didn't, some of them didn't like me. I knew that going in. But surely you wouldn't hurt me about some eggs and a waffle and a, and a steak, would you? And uh, some kind of way, God, God opened their hearts to me. I, that's the only thing I can tell you. Because uh, one of them told me, he said, you know what, Miss Thea, you don't belong here. I said, are y'all going to start that? He goes, no, 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 not because of that. Because you're funny. This was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You're funny. You need to be in a comedy club. And I go, I don't know what a comedy club is. So they said, well, we'll take you. So I got another lady to swap with me. Uh, she worked two to ten, and I got dressed, and I went to the comedy club with these people. Well, my God, I my eyes was big as two Oreo cookies, and I was like, "Oh my God!" And the light clicked, but I didn't get on stage. I didn't get on stage that week. Uh-uh. I told him I'd come back next week. Yes, I was terrified. I was terrified. And I told them, I said, uh, I'll come back next week on my birthday and I'll get on stage. And I sat and I scrolled down everything I was going to say. And that next week, my three friends brought me back to the comedy club. I'm just looking at them. I'm not looking at nobody else. I, I don't dare. And I'm just talking about my life at Steak and Egg Kitchen. And I got these four children, and, you know, and and I told one of them, I said, you can rent one if you want, and you know, I, just so you can feel the experience of having a child. Before you do anything dangerous, you ought to rent a few before you have <laughs> Try them out. Now, try it out, see if you like it, bring them back, you know. We'll take them back. Unless, of course, you want to buy them. I think it's wrong, it's slavery, but still, I'm saying. So, I just talked about my life, and the audience was dying. And I looked at my friends, and I looked at the audience, and I said, well, I guess that red light means I'm supposed to stop talking now, so I'm going to go on. Thank you. And I got off. And the owner of the comedy club, Danny Martinez, said, I got a star. I got a star. Oh, my God. She was just as natural as just talking. And, and after that, I was hooked. I was hooked. I couldn't, I couldn't do, I, you were just there. I was there. I needed to be there. And I went to every open mic I could go to. And that's what I did. Wow. Um, in 1989, you appeared on the Rodney Dangerfield special. Yeah. Um, and it was like with Tim Allen, Jeff Foxworthy, uh, Sam Kinison. Yes. Now, that's a lot of male names on there and everything. Has yeah. it gotten a lot better for female comedians? A little bit, but in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Right. Because yeah, it's still the same inequity. It's still the same. Um, some comics that may happen to be white get paid more than some that are black. The blacks that are getting the big money are males than men. Uh, it's, it's still the same but it's a little bit different because the doors have been open I mean if it hadn't been for Marsha, Shirley, Hemphill, just June, me and Simply Marvelous yeah. what's in our ass 
they forget you open the door. Right, right, you know? right. And it was not an easy door to open. I might add. It was a lot of foolishness going on. And um but I'm lucky I'm still here. Yes, you are. And um Marsh's Marsh Warfield is getting back out there and, oh, yeah. and, and Shirley has passed on it so yeah. simply. But I knew these women and they were dynamic and they were warriors and they were funny. And it's it's funny to realize that I still love it like the first day I ever did it. And it is hard out here for women. It is easier because there's more of them. Okay, they're popping out of the woodwork. But the, the mainstays are, we're getting older. But I think that's what makes us have more to say. Right, right, right. You know, we have more to say about being older. And uh, young girls, they don't know if there's a, there's a big explosion with Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's yeah, doing yeah. quite well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to some warriors who have done it longer. The veterans. The veterans. <laughs> and um, I think that I applaud the sisters that are doing well. Mm-hmm. But let us not forget the ones who have paved the way. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's not easier. We are living in temperamental times now. And there is something to be said for uh, some comments, female comments who say it's not fair, the equity is not there. And and it's it's true. It's true, the equity is not there. And I thought it would be. I thought we were, you have to realize in the 80s and the 90s, they wouldn't even book three three blacks together because they thought we were all the same. They wouldn't book all three women together because they thought we were all the same. And whoever the powers that be that thought that, um, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. Because some of these women didn't have children. I had four. Some of these women had different stories to tell. And you dismissed us all under one cloak. Everybody's got a different story. Everybody's got a different story. And, and don't be disrespectful about our stories either, mm-hmm. you know, but the powers that be were. And I say what I want to say at this age, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Um, so who were your comedic mentors? Were there any, you know? Who I, who I thought yeah. were brilliant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Bill Hicks. Um, I actually enjoy Dave Chappelle. I think he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal <laughs> act, and uh, I love Chris Rock. I do. My there are female mentors. I didn't see one when I came up. There's only Mom's Mainly that I remember. There was no. There was no female. That I, I mean, there was Tootie, Tootie Fields, and uh, Phyllis Diller, and Joan Rivers, but right. they, to me, were not, they had nothing to do with my life. 
couldn't relate as much. They right. couldn't relate to my life, yeah, and yeah. they were not talking, speaking. They were. I'm not saying they weren't funny. I'm just saying right, they right. weren't addressing my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had nothing but men. Yeah. To look at, I worked with Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I toured with him. So in the UK. So mm -hmm. I had a different sense of what this was and what my passions were. And if I was going to do to what I wanted to say, if I was going to say what I wanted to say, how did I want to say it? And stay true to what you were and saying. And stay, stay true to what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Now, you talk a lot about your family and your act. And yes, everything. I do. What do they think about that? Sometimes they wish I would shut up. <laughs> and, um, you know, they know it's, it's, it's jokes. And um, I did a joke one time about my mother. I said, I always wanted to be the kind of mother my mother was to me, a bitch. <laughs> and, and so my mother was in the audience, and oh my God, I just realized, you know, my mother is just, I said, she goes, so I'm a bitch now, am I? And I'm like, and my mother is one of these Southern women that are so ladylike and uh, so prissy. And she says, so, I'm a bitch, am I? And I was just like, oh man, that is so how am I gonna get myself out of this? I go, Mom, you know it was a joke. I didn't mean you were a bitch. You know, I never called you a bitch. I never even said you were a bitch. I said, you know what? I said it in my head. I never said it out loud. I said I would never call you that mother. I was a joke. It was a joke, Mom. Before life. And she looked at me and she saw me squirming, so she let me out. Thank you, Jesus, Mother. Now, um, on your sitcom Thea. Yes. Did you have a lot of creative control over that, or not really? I was trying to, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was hard to reason with people who have a perception about who you are anyway. Mm -hmm. They said they wanted me to be, they, you know, people say they love you mm -hmm. so easily. Mm -hmm. You need to be mindful of that because when they hired me to be Thea, mm -hmm. which I am Thea, right. they wanted to take away some of my... My, the things that made me feel, mm -hmm. and I and I had to tell them. I said, "This is not how our children talk to us. Right. That's how your children talk to you. Mm -hmm. Our children don't talk to us yeah. like that." And I said, "And mom, and I'm tell you right now, I wish one of mine would." At this age, I mean, when they grown, you know, right, they got right. their opinion. Yeah, right, right. You know, I said, you know, even with my children now, I said, you know what? Do you know you're talking to your mama? Mm -hmm. Just slow down. If I have to get a, 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 a bat, you know, calm down. So um, I wish I had more control. I wish I had children that had siblings. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't even know how to, because they're only children. Right, they're right, right. an only child except for Brandy. And mm -hmm. she said she declared she never fought with Ray J. <laughs> and I thought, wow. But my children, if they had had my children on it, they would have been funnier, I think. I really, they would, because my children are crazy. I, I will, their mother is it's nuts, and they're nuts, too. So, bag and nut, I love it. Right, and I right. think everybody loves it uh, when the family's just nutty. Well, speaking of Brandy, um, did you enjoy working with Brandy? In the beginning. In the beginning? Yes. Mm -hmm. I just kind of... <laughs> Yeah, in the beginning. Got but it. I, I take account that she was a child. Right. She was 14. And you should never put a child in an adult over an adult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what I have a problem with, with children in Hollywood. Their parents treat them like 
they're adults because mm -hmm. they're making all the money. Right. Well, guess what? You just happen to be making all the money. Well, you ain't an adult, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. And I don't let grow. I don't let children talk to me like they're grown. Right. And that's the problem I had, you know. But you know, when I look back on it, I made a few mistakes. Did you make? You can put it. You can put it right over there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You know, everybody makes mistakes. She was 14. She was a child. And children do what their parents allow them to do. So, she was not my child. Yeah. And it, it shouldn't have been my concern. Right, right. So, you make mistakes, you learn from them. Right. Now, even though Thea got canceled, was what, one season? Yes. Right? Um, you were still nominated for a People's Choice Award yes. for uh, the uh, favorite female in a new series. Yes. What was that like? I mean, you know, was that kind of like hot, say? Um, well, <laughs> you yeah, know, you know, it was, it was, it was hossy, but it, you know what? I, I'm of the mind now that maybe if the People's Choice Awards were sincere and real and not rigged, mm -hmm. then a lot of the world thought I had a lot of talent and they were, they liked me mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for that. I'm very grateful. I'm still grateful for that. Um, because it, it gave you opportunity, more opportunities, It right? gave me more opportunities, but it's, it still didn't, it still, it still kind of hurt because it was my show and it was my dream and it wasn't anybody else's dream but mine. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted it to be funny and quirky, maybe insightful, mm -hmm. maybe tell some truths that are out there that need to be talked about. I wanted Thea to be more than than it got to be. And for that, that's my one regret. Um, can you tell me about uh, your whole experience with the WWE? Okay. Um, the, the, how did that come about? Okay, they, were, they had an open casting call. Mm -hmm. And my manager at the time, he said, um, Thea, do you know who Sheldon Benjamin is? And I said, she goes, well, do you watch wrestling? I go, when I was a little girl, I used to watch. Mm -hmm. That's when they had Wahoo Met Daniel and what's named Flair and yeah. all that, yep. you know, the mm -hmm. junkyard dog and stuff. Right. And so, I, you know, I said, I watched it when I was a little girl, you mm -hmm. know, on Saturday nights. And, and they said, well, um, I want you to go on the internet and look up Sheldon Benjamin on WWE. So I looked it up. He's from Orangeburg, North Carolina, and all that stuff. So he says, then I want you to go to this casting call. Well, I went there, and I dressed up like I thought she would dress. And I had a caftan and some socks and uh, some tiger shoe slippers. And I walked in there with my pocketbook and my ear bobs on my ear and... Um, <laughs> And I gave myself a mole and everything. I put my hair on top of my head, much like it is now. <laughs> and um, they, uh, I did, and they let me do it. And um, they said, well, you just tell me what you would think to do. And I said, you know, and I said some stuff. And then I go, uh, then they sent me to go to New Jersey at the ring, where the ring was. They were wrestling, it was between me and another lady. And I said to Viscera, I said, give me your belt. 
and he gave me his belt and I put it in my bra <laughs> and I said now I'm, you, I'm tired of you losing you gonna win you gonna win and I took that belt out of my chest so I'm gonna help you win <laughs> and that's how I got it and I worked that yeah. night and I, I worked that night in the ring and I was just like oh my god did you enjoy your time there? I did. I loved it. I loved it a lot. I would do it again if I could come back. But this time, I think I'd like to be, I don't know. I think I'd like to be a villain. A villain would be fun. Everybody's know? got that little bit of that in and there, then, inside then, somewhere, and, right? Because um, I was his mama, and he'd always say, I'm a mama's boy, and, and people call me a mama's boy, and I said, you're a mom, I'm your mama, and you're my boy. You know, I would just try to comfort him. But it was a lot, I wish Shelton wanted to get the big belt, mm -hmm. the big one, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. He didn't want it. He said, that's just for the fans, and I said, <laughs> Do it for mama. Uh, yeah. I go, come on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You don't want the big belt. Do you know what that could lead to? You are the best athlete in the whole bunch of them. Do you know what that could lead to? You could be a pitch man. You could be a, a, a which you could be doing what John Cena's done. You know, you could be doing stuff with it. Like Dwayne Johnson is doing, you could be doing it. He didn't want it. I wanted it. Mama wanted it. I wanted it bad. We could have been a comedy team. Oh my God, that would have been so funny. WWE is branched out in the film. We would have been the best comedy team ever. That would have been so much fun. Now, you've also done some voice work. Uh, like Tom and Jerry and all that. You played a character named Mammy Two Shoes. You replaced Lillian Randolph, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Did you enjoy? Do you enjoy your voice work? I like it. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Yeah. You don't it's, have to get dressed. I don't have to get dressed. <laughs> PJs. I, I can come in with no bra on and stuff. I almost came in here with no bra, but I said, no, don't do that. Because Fluffy will get me. Right. She came in with no bra, really. Cause you know sometimes it's like a girl don't feel like Gotta holding the them up. She right. don't feel like holding them up. She just let them flip over. Let them flip over. Just you know let them be free. Run, breast, run, run through the fields of poppies. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh. Now you're on the Carnival Cruise Line. Yes. Yeah, we're on the Pride today. Um, how did you first get the gig with? Carnival Cruise Line, what happened? I have been trying to get on Carnival for a long time. I didn't tell anybody because everybody always said something negative, saying mm. that I wasn't Carnival material and all this stuff. And come to find out, they had a Christmas opening, and I they, they called, and I got the gig. I had to work on Christmas. Now, it was very, very, I was very, very happy, but I was very, very scared because mm -hmm. I didn't even know yeah. what to expect. And I had to learn a lot. It was a learning process, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. do the family show. Boy, yeah, you do the P uh, they do the PG shows here and the explicit shows later. Uh, yeah, I'm, I was good at explicit. PG was a, woo, that was a, woo. 
It was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever done. And so what happens is, my agent at the time, and he's still my agent, he says, talk about what you know. Talk about what you were like as a child. And I said, well, in that case, I can do that. And I talked about my life as a child and getting expelled in the second grade. And my child got expelled in the second grade. And I couldn't really say nothing because I got expelled in the second grade, too. And um, I just... Uh, it was amazing. It was very much amazing because <laughs> once I got it, I pretty much got it down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I've slipped twice. And I apologize. The children thought it was funny. They yeah, did. Yeah, the children yeah. thought it was funny. Uh -huh. The parents, I I'm said, so I'm much. so sorry. I'm so sorry. They go, it's okay. It's nothing they haven't heard before. Right, right. And it's not, but they didn't hear it from me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a panic moment. It was a panic moment. But well, you got through it. But I got through it. And it happens to the best of them. And, um, you know, it's it's very hard to do comedy for children. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It requires them to listen. Especially your comedy. Especially me. Especially <laughs> yeah, yeah. me. And I, I figured it out. It's like, it's like talking to some people to let them know little people know that especially teenagers you're not doing nothing that I haven't done before everything you think you know you've done I've done it and you are not as smart as you think you are you think you are but you're not that lie you just told that's a lie we already told that's why you got caught that's been told since millennia. Yeah, like, <laughs> even with my own daughters, I mean, one of my twins is a, a really profuse. She can, she can spin a tail, mm -hmm. and I look at her and go, really hard. And I look at her when I'm really serious. I go, Are you lying? She looks at me like she's good, like like a deer in the head. Like, yes, I am. Go to your room. Um, she. <laughs> You always have that one child that can tell a lie. Boy, that child can lie. You almost have to give the scores. <laughs> like it's a lying Olympic. I give it an eight for originality. No, it just... Now, you also had a thing <laughs> in uh, Philly for the LGBTQ Pride yes. Fest, right? Yes. You and who was the other kid? Uh, Ida Edeme. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what, was, what was that like? And and I know you, you, you love your... Uh, LGBTQ brothers and sisters and, yes. and everything. What was that like to get a day named after you? It was you? weird because <laughs> it's not on the calendar, and that really bothers me because I wanted to be on the calendar. Like on the bank calendar. The bank calendar. Bank. These days. Day. <laughs> no, actually, I was very, very honored, and I, I just take it's it all. Nice. It's nice. Now, if some, if somebody out there watching wants to become a comedian. What would you say to that? Um, in my head, I'm going, keep your day job. No, um, <laughs> in, in real life, I would say, try it. Mm -hmm. If it becomes a passion, keep going. Like it clicks with you. If it clicks. Yeah. Do not think that because you're on TV, because you um do not think because what you see on TV, it looks easy. It's not easy. Right. It's not ever easy. They always say comedy's hard. It's very, very hard. 
um, not only is it very, very hard, it is not only a passion, it is an art form. It is not to be entered into lightly. Uh, you should treat it with great care and respect and treat your audience with respect. Because I see comics now, they just, they act like it's all about them. It's not all about you. It's all about the audience that came to see you. Have a good time. And have a good time. Your name is on the marquee. You carry the weight. Right. That's what it is. Right. And if it is your passion, try as hard as you can. Stay prayerful. Definitely stay prayerful. Um, and don't let anything deter you. But also... But also, do not take your your your, your audiences for granted. Don't take them for granted because they don't have to like you. They'll just disappear. They can disappear. So I mean, if it's your passion and you really want to try, try. Because what if is a is a killing thing? Mm -hmm. People don't realize that. What if? What if I had a no? Yeah. You gotta do it. You gotta be getting there. Go for it. Go for it. You can't complain and whine and all that whiny stuff. Shut up. <laughs> Just do it. Well, we went to your show last night yes. here at the Punchliner. Right. Um, it was amazing. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it, people. If you ever get a chance to see this lady, go see her. I'm telling you. Um, I bought your, your Bitches Brew CD. Uh -huh. I haven't listened to it yet because we'll listen to it on the way home. Oh, but great. anyway, um, where can people find your CDs and buy your stuff? You can buy them from Laughing Hyena. Uh -huh. You can buy them from me if you come to the show. Um, Is it Amazon? Uh, not Amazon yet, but we're working on it. Oh, we're getting and there. We're working on it. And um, I also have some other things <laughs> that I'm going to start selling soon. It's no. ridiculous, but it's funny. It's funny, and you'll enjoy it. Trust there you me. Go. It's a good gag. It's a good thing. It's a gag, and it's fun, and it's stuff you can do to your children. It's just <laughs> lovely. Love and, it. And um, uh, I love. I want to do a new CD. I want to do a new one. And uh, this one is going to have some political stuff on it because it's the right time. It's for the it. you know. I just have to say, you know, <laughs> really. So there's, so there's nothing wrong now. You feel that things are going well. Everybody, we're a utopia now. Really? You believe that? <laughs> Shut up. Um, I have a lot of things to say. I have a lot of things to say. I'm very <laughs> disappointed with a few things. Uh, R. Kelly being one of them. But I, I don't allow his music in my house. So, you know, because I'm kind of cut down on pedophiles. So, you know. Um, and, not, and Jesse and Jesse you know it's just like man please you, you, you couldn't have picked doing it in March after Black History Month really you did it in February why you're so dumb why Jesse why? why Jesse why Jesse why you start all this mess you tell me they beat me up but I fought back yes you did you paid him to fight you back of course, you had to get some licks in. You had paid them already. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It's it's ridiculous, and it just shows you that sometimes 
uh, some money is not enough money for some people. Right, and right, $65,000 right. an episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you didn't send somebody to go get you a Subway sandwich at 2 o'clock in the morning. But obviously, you don't understand the concept of having money. Because <laughs> I know for sure I would be out in Chicago in February going to get a Subway sandwich at 2 o'clock in the morning when I can hire somebody to go get me a sandwich. In fact, you can hire a chef to make you all the sandwiches you want and wake them up in any time of the day. That's what people who have money do. You don't see Steven Spielberg going out to the subway at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago to get a subway. You know, a vegetarian subway sandwich. You know, you don't see, you know, you Diana Ross wasn't out there, you know, with a with a do-rag on or her bonnet going to get a, a Subway sandwich. You know why? Because she hires people to go and ask Taraji and Terrence, would you go out at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago's winter and get a Subway? Hail to the knock. You know what you do? You hire somebody. And why didn't you eat earlier? I'm fat. I would have ate earlier. See, if you buy groceries, you wouldn't have to go out. You buy groceries and go in the kitchen and make you a sandwich. See how that work out, Jesse? Buy groceries, go in the kitchen, make you all the sandwiches, and you can even get that that bread that they have in, uh, in Chicago and, and make you the biggest Dagwood sandwich you want. That's what you could do, baby, but you don't want to do that, I guess not. I guess it's just me. Right, exactly. It's just me. I'd have made me a fried egg sandwich and called it a day. But that's just me, though. That's just me. All right. On my show, on Papa Question, I do this game time thing. That's okay. called game time. Um, I have a game. It's called Which One? You have to pick one of the two choices that I give you. Okay. All right. It's going to be quick, lightning round. Okay. Thing. All right. Stage or screen? Stage. Weed or long hot soak in a tub? Weed. <laughs> Young Buck or OG? <laughs> OG. Travel or home? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I'm sorry, a little bit no, of both. No, no, no. Fruity drink or straight up? Straight up. Oh, I love it. We love this lady. Thea Vidal, thank you so much for being oh, on Pop so the Question, Oh, you are so welcome. Sweetheart. And guys, if you get a chance to see Thea, go and see her, please. You, you seriously won't be disappointed. She's funny as hell, like I said at the opening, and you gotta love her. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much, Thank baby. You. Thank you so much. You. And I'm really pissed off because my nails are driving me crazy with They're my beautiful. hair. The hair, because I'm trying. It keeps getting caught up in my bling because it shakes. I have a shaker, and it's really driving me bonkers. But look at those nails. They're beautiful. Look at these gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh my! You know, there's. Uh, I had a. I dated a guy one time, and he said, "I think you should take all that bling off." And I. <laughs> we're not seeing each other anymore. So. That was a no. So so much for penises. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, baby. So All right. This me. is Darren for Pop the Question. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Oh.